Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. I'm your girl, Jacqueline, back alongside my illustrious co-host in the last day of our alliance. Let's let's be real. We're recording this a day before our respective football teams go at it. And so, Mark, for the for the for today only, how are you, sir? My favorite person. I'm great, Jacqueline. It's so lovely to see you <laughs> at this hour and at not... This hour. 24 yeah. hours later. Now, by the time everybody's hearing and watching this, Jacqueline and I have most likely patched things up because her yes. team pasted 60 on me <laughs> and I just gave up at halftime. But until then, we're going to be bitter enemies for a little bit. But I'm also going to be bitter enemies with somebody else. Ooh, and ooh. that person is a friend of the show. And I have to give him his rightful acknowledgement. Josh Makuga, who has been supporting the movie we're talking about today with a very special guest. But that special guest is not named Josh McCuga, so I wanted to give him a shout out and a yeah. free apology because we did not have him on this episode because our guest today is just that good and the movie we're talking about is just that juicy. This is going to be one for the ages. Iconic, dare I say iconic. And there's only one person who could maybe unseat Josh McCuga as the special guest we're having today. We had to bring in the captain, let's let's be honest. So we're talking today with Ted Lasso star, Cola Bikini. I'm so excited to talk to him about this because Bad Boys 2, which is currently rated 24% rotten on the tomato meter. The injustice, what? the injustice. 78% fresh. That is a huge audience. Uh, anything over 40 points in the disparity is fighting as far as the internet is concerned. So, Cola, I just have to ask you, how do you feel about Bad Boys 2? And welcome to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Thank you for having me on. Um, it's an injustice, as you said. <laughs> it's a downright, it's a disgrace, actually. You know, uh, Bad Boys 2, I mean, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, I mean... Come on, you know, 24%. 20, when I saw 24%, I nearly, I nearly spat my drinker. <laughs> you know I was just like, well, what's this? What, what year was this made? What, what was happening that year? Like, was the films, the best films of all time in the history of filmmaking made in that year for a film of such that quality to get 24%? Yeah, it is, it is sad to say, but um, I will say it came out in 2003 we will take ourselves back to kind of where we were at that time. But before we get there and before we get you to break down exactly why it is such an injustice and why we, I think everyone on this 
podcast today loves the movie so much. Mark Ellis, sir, if you please give us the who, what, when, why, where of the sequel to Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. The 2003 film directed by Michael Bay, who is coming off of these huge, huge hits, but really jump-started his action filmmaking career with the original Bad Boys in the 90s. And this film picks up eight years after those initial events, and it sees our favorite buddy cops, Mike and Marcus. And when we meet them at the beginning of the movie, they're actually infiltrating the Klan in Miami, and they're investigating all of these different things. There's some drug shipments coming in. It ends up that Mike and Marcus who Mike is Will Smith's character, Marcus is Martin Lawton's character. They get into a bit of a situation where there's a uh, gunshot wound to the butt. Uh, Mike accidentally getting, <laughs> or shoots Marcus in the butt. And then Mike is also not accidentally dating secretly Marcus's younger sister. And so there's a lot going on right here. You have Will Smith, Martin Lawrence and Gabrielle Union playing that younger sister. And then the events just get zanier from there. There's so much over-the-top action. Joey Pants as the hapless captain in this police force. It is in Miami primarily, but we also get to go to close to Cuba, close to Haiti. We're dealing with Russians. We're trying to stop drugs from coming into the world. And legendary Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino even stops by to make a cameo. So there's so much going on in this. Everything from money laundering, Jacqueline. There's a lot of crimes being committed. And Marcus and Mike actually end up taking ecstasy by accident at one point during this movie. So it really does have something for everyone. Is There's a reason why we call them bad boys. And it's because it's named after the famed lyric from the song featured in Cops that everybody knows every word to, including <laughs> Marcus and Mike. We yeah. love it the bad boys. Yes. Oh, I think that 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 is definitely going to have to hear that refrain at some point during this podcast <laughs> or the podcast wouldn't be complete. And also shooting rats that are eating money with guns. Another amazing <laughs> moment from this movie. That is oh, that is oh, a, I remember that moment. I remember that, is, that is a level of gangster. The rats are eating my money. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, um yeah. All right. So we have gotten our lovely synopsis. Thank you, Mark. Um, but that's not just it. We want to go ahead and transport ourselves back to 2003 and see what the critics were saying about Bad Boys 2 with one of my favorite segments, Two Minutes with Tim. Brian, cue the music. Two Minutes with Tim. You know, virtually everyone would agree that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have a ton of charisma and chemistry in general and in the Bad Boys films in particular. But the issue for a number of critics was not the leads, but the movies that surrounded them. And those complaints were particularly front and center for Bad Boys 2, which many found excessive even by the standards of the genre. Overlong in two and a half hours, and overblown in its action scenes, and heedless property destruction. Bad Boys 2 is at 24% on the tomato meter, but it does have a 78% audience score, which speaks to the cult following the movies developed over the years. And just for reference, the first film in the franchise is at 42%, while Bad Boys for Life is certified fresh at 76%. So what did the critics have to say about Bad Boys 2? In a rotten review, Dessen Thompson of the Washington Post wrote that it was just like Bad Boys, only louder, longer, and the stars got paid more. However, in a fresh review, Kim Morgan of The Oregonian wrote, Though the picture has a generic quality, it also has an ingenious amount of anything goes that's amusing and frequently exciting. You'll laugh out loud, you'll hide your eyes, but you'll roll them too. Nevertheless, it's a fun, if blood and sun-soaked, ride. And on a final note, I just wanted to say that I could probably use a haircut, but 
I know that I'm unworthy of the artist with the clippers. Back to you, folks. The artist with the clippers. That is a not even a deep cut from Ted Lasso. That is just a cut from Ted Lasso. Mark, do you get it? Oh, yeah. And it's accurate because I am wearing this hat because I am also not worthy of a clip from the barber. The captain. <laughs> exactly. The captain. Love it. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Cole, I have to ask you, this movie has so many iconic scenes and we love it, love it so much. But what is your favorite scene from Bad Boys? I mean, thank you for that uh, quick, you know, synopsis, um, because I forgot some of the, the wild stuff that happens in this movie. <laughs> like, even like before uh, uh, the shoot, the rats are shooting my money, like Martin Lawrence is, it has a phobia. This character has a phobia of rats and they, they, they pose as pest control to get into the uh to the to the mansion of the <laughs> I'm Russian. <laughs> you know that guy. Um and he sees like two two rats, you know, making babies. Just a papa rat humping the shit out of this mama rat. No, he's straight pile driving them. Now how is that information gonna help me do my job? They fuck just like us. You remember that you remember that bit? And he's like, he's straight power driving. <laughs> and he's I mean, like, got him on, he's got him on the, he's got him on the, um, I don't know what it is they had in the night in them times. That was, it didn't have no AirPods. So I don't know what he's got in his ear. Some kind of infrared Bluetooth uh, device, a walkie talkie kind of situation. But anyway, um, one of the, my favorite scenes was the, the video shop scene uh, where they're having like a heart to heart. <laughs> but somehow it, uh, someone leaves the video and you remember when you go into all them video shops like they'll show you the equipment so like they've got you know oh this this camera here can record like it's got how many megapixels or whatever and then they'd have it on all the TVs in the shop mm -hmm. and so they're getting recorded and <laughs> it's just hilarious like what, what, what unfolds and it was, I remember when I was younger watching it, I just wanted to be Mike. I mean, yeah. he was like, well, this, you know, he had the, the silk shirts and the Porsche and, the, and, you know, and the guns and, you know, I just wanted to be him. I remember, I remember that it was so iconic. I don't know what the critics were thinking. Um, <laughs> the 24%, I don't know. Someone must have, they must have not liked, they must have not liked rats, Russians, uh, Haitians, uh, <laughs> Miami, <laughs> you know, it must have it must have been someone just being like, I hate this, I hate that, I hate this, I hate that. I will say this: there's a lot of things that go into it, but the biggest one I think of is just action and comedy. For as much as like audiences live for it, and literally while they show up in theaters, it's not always what I feel always gets the critical juices flowing. Because mm -hmm. although they understand the assignment on making somebody laugh, I just feel with critics, they always want it to be more. Like they always want it to have some more complexity when honestly, simple is not wrong. Simple can be great. You know what I mean? Just turn off your brand and have a good time. Just have a grilled cheese sandwich. Or you guys, we call it cheese toasties over here. Sometimes I don't want to cook a, a, a full course, you know, with all the trimmings. Sometimes I just want to quick pop it in the microwave or whatever and boom, I'm gone. And I enjoyed that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bad Boys 2 is fast food. 
It's fast yeah. food, but but it doesn't give you a tummy ache later. You know, it, it's, like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, it's all man. the good things of fast food, but you don't feel bad about cramming all those fries into your gullet yeah. afterwards. And it, like when audiences watch something like Bad Boys 2, at least for me anyway, you always try to see yourself in one of the characters. And I always set my bar at Marcus because one of my favorite <laughs> shows, and I will go to my to my deathbed saying this is that the most underrated show and possibly the best sitcom of the 1990s was Martin Lawrence's sitcom Martin oh, it was yeah it was great it was so I know that as as a white kid watching this movie I'm like I'm never going to get to be Will Smith I'm never going to get to that level I'm never going to be flying the Independence Day spaceship and shooting aliens yeah. and saving the world but I can be Martin Lawrence you know, you be <laughs> I could be Martin Lawrence. And that was my goal. In and it still is my goal. And when I see Martin Lawrence at the comedy clubs, I remind him that he is <laughs> who my bar is. And and right when this movie starts out, it's it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie because it is just Michael Bay getting in so into his Michael Bay action juices with the slow motion billowing. In this case, it's a literal clan robe that we find out. Marcus oh, and Marcus yeah, are yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was and the so guns, and he's got the two guns at the same so time. Sick. It's poetry. I mean, I, as a as, as a kid, that was wow. How old was I in two thousand three? Like, basically, you know, t nine. Oh gosh, Her nine. Oh. nine. <laughs> See, I was 23, but I still thought like a kid. <laughs> I mean, literally, like I was I was studying in school in college in college and you were nine. Oh, hurts. hurts I was my heart. nine jumping on my my my, my, my mom's sofa and getting in trouble. You know, I was pretty happy kids, you know, being like trying to be like Mike, you know, like trying to like do all the slow motion, you know, I yeah. mean, you don't when you're nine, you don't know what slow motion is. You just think, oh, that was, that was cool, man. <laughs> What was that? Well, how did he slow down time? Is he that cool that the time just slowed down whenever he walks in a room? You know what I'm saying? I'm convinced yeah. that's why I never became a quality martial artist is because I grew up <laughs> watching like all the Van Damme movies where they do these cool like jump kicks in slow motion. So I just thought yeah. every time you fight somebody, it's going to take place in slow motion like it's underwater. Yeah. And no, yeah. when you get in a real fight, it's a lot faster. No, no, no. Yeah. It's 20 seconds. It's 20 seconds. And that's it. And then you're, and you're, you're all just... You're both just looking to like. <laughs> that is what MMA gave us. MMA told us very yeah. quickly what a beatdown really looks like. That's yeah, why the rounds yeah. are only one minute, and that is the longest one minute ever. <laughs> Not that I'm the hugest MMA fan, but that's what I was like. Yeah. Oh, this is what a real fight looks like. Yeah. Even boxing yeah. to a certain yeah. degree, they're like away from each other. But then I saw MMA. I was like, oh no, this is a fight. Like <laughs> one, kid, one, one kid used to get beat up in my school all the time, man. Like not because he got bullied or anything. Like he was, I think he was like one of them. You know, the kids that are quite loud and and, and boisterous. But um, he used to always, when he was he was prepared to fight, he used to always do the Matrix. <laughs> so he used to go, let's go, and then but he was trying to be Neo. He thought he was Neo. He, he generally thought he was Neo. So, and you make like, all those punching sound effects, and it's like, yeah. no, you don't have to make he the. All, he had the whole sound effects. I mean, he had like some his dad's jacket, his dad's leather jacket. You know, trying to trying to do the Morpheus. So he situation. just wanted to be in a movie. He didn't want yeah. to fight. He just wanted to have but, a fight scene. I think he's an actor now. I think he's an actor. Now. I'm not going to say his name, but I think he, I'm pretty sure he's an actor now. I mean, he chose the right field. Yeah. You know? Man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. <laughs> I have to say in this one, both of y'all chose great scenes, um, but for me, and it is an iconic scene, and it's like the scene that I always think of when I think of this movie, and that is the scene where Martin Lawrence's daughter is going out on her first date, because this is a jump from Bad Boys 1, the kids are older, and Martin opens the door, and he just gives this kid the business, and the first thing he says, like, how old are you? Because you look like 35 years old. <laughs> I'm 17, sir. Look, 30. <laughs> and he's just like, and then Martin, and then Will Smith comes out and says the exact oh, same thing. He's and drinking. The- he's drinking. He's drinking like he just got some cognac from the from the bar. Like, I don't know. And then it's just like. I just got out of jail. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Poor child. Hi, Mr. Burnett. I'm Reggie. What you doing here? Came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. How old are you? I'm 15, Mr. Burnett. Motherfucker, you look 30. Show me some ID. I don't have none on me. You don't have no idea. Get your ass up against that wall. What the fuck is your problem? You think you know it all? You little young thundercats. You got joints on you? No. You smoke that shit? No, sir. You trying to get my daughter high? You smoke Martin. that shit? Nigga, who that is? It's Reggie. Who the fuck is Reggie? Came to take Megan out. What you want, nigga? I'm here to take his daughter out. What's your name? Reggie. Well, no, y'all heard the motherfucker say your name, Reggie. You want you taking Megan out? Yes, sir. How old is you? 15. Shit, nigga, you at least 30. And the child doesn't even react because obviously I'm sure he was warm, but the child is literally like, no, sir. I, no, think, he's sir. In, I, think, he's in, I think he's in the, the, the latest one. I think he's in the latest one. I think so, I'm too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think I'm he's sure too. They, 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 they brought him back. Like, I think they're like married. Yeah. And that is hilarious, man. You can't, you can't, you can't, um, you can't beat that. No, I do love how they've kept everyone and obviously they've brought back Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but they brought back the whole, you know, for the most part, the family. Like, I think the kids may have been cast distance, but yeah, he brought back his wife. It's really great. Um, you've already kind of talked about it, but I guess uh, the first time you saw this was at home. You said you're jumping on the couch. Is that like, were you definitely not in the theater for this one? I mean, no, I mean, I mean like we... When, when I was growing up, yeah, going to the cinema was like the biggest, highest luxury. You know what mm. I'm saying? So it's like every every film that I watched, I'd have to catch it. We, we had back then we didn't have no no cable TV or nothing like that. So it's like um, we had channel one to five, and wow. on a Friday uh, at nine p.m. they used to show a movie and they used to have adverts for the movie the whole week. So you're like, oh, yeah. 
yeah, I'm gonna on Friday, I'm gonna go watch watch it. And then one time there was like Bad Boys Two, and there was like a massive thing in, in our school, like where it's like, oh, bad, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go like, yeah, I'm gonna go home, like, I'm gonna be, go play football, and then I'm gonna, yeah, get home at like seven, I'm gonna prepare, like, you know. <laughs> I you know, love I'm it. Top, like, I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know. I'm like, make sure my sister's not on the couch, and I make sure, like, you know, my mom, like, yeah, mom, man, don't you want to have like a nice bath, like, you know, so <laughs> she ain't on the couch watching uh, the British soaps or whatever. <laughs> so um, it was a big thing for me in my school, but we had something called MSN. That's how we used to communicate. Like we had like, well, like a one one computer, you know, because I'm I'm in that weird that weird age group where where I'm not Generation X. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not the generation before mm-hmm. my generation. I'm. I'm like in the middle where, yeah. for like the first decade of my life, it was there was no internet. There was no. It was. It was dial up. Yeah. And then. And then like you know when I when I became like 16, it just that's when it went boom. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you know, like 2008 or 2000, 2008 or 2009. That's why you're such a precious commodity is because yeah. you're the youngest person that we can talk to that still remembers <laughs> yeah. not Before having times. the internet at your fingertips yeah. at some yeah. point yeah. in your life. Yeah. It was, yeah. But, yeah. I had the Blackberry, you know, the BBM pin. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, that, but that's what kind of like, you know, eased us into the, now the, the, the Apple uh, iPhone um, era. Yeah. yeah. And I will say too here, like, it, it is different, too, because in, in America, I feel like that generation is just a little bit older, mostly because, like, I think AOL, like, AOL became more prevalent here first. And so, yeah, like, kids yeah. got Internet when I was kind of a little bit older than you at, like, 13 is when a yeah. lot of kids were getting AOL. We were getting those discs or whatever. But it's yeah. the same. It's the exact same beats. It's just like on a slightly different timeline, you know? Yeah, yeah. UK is like uh, the U.S.'s little cousin. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> little brother, uh, little cousin, where it's like you know, we always get you get the the cool phone and the cool gadgets, and then and then when you get the newer stuff, you give us the, the stuff that you had before. <laughs> you know? I would not uh, put it that way. To, every James Bond movie is the other way around, though, because Q shows Bond the coolest stuff, and I'm like, yeah, why can't we yeah. have that? Why can't I buy that at Seven Eleven here in America? Because James takes it all, you know. James James just takes it all, and he doesn't give anybody anything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if, if James gave us uh, 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 one of his, you know, some of his technology, then maybe we'll be able to, you know, keep up with America. But until then, we're we're stuck uh, uh, a few years behind you guys. <laughs> You're doing all right, though. But that's the thing I noticed about about Bad Boys too, though, is that it, because again, it, it took place in that weird time frame where like we're sort of embracing the internet, but not really. But now, if you see a movie that takes place back around then, they make a point to either establish that we can use cell phone technology or we don't have cell phone technology yep. yet. But it doesn't feel like in this this movie didn't feel dated to me when I rewatched it a couple nights ago yeah. because I I rewatched it before I saw Bad Boys for Life because I wanted to get back with these characters yeah, before yeah, I went course, to the theater. And then I rewatched it again for the show a couple of days ago. And it's just I felt like I was back in that time frame from when I, I had first moved to L.A. and was mm-hmm. starting to do stand up. So me and a bunch of my open mic friends at the time went to go see this in the theater. And it was one of the first movies I saw when I was in L.A. in a theater. And it was just such a fun experience because, again, that's why you, you watch this movie. Again, you're not expecting to get emotionally moved, although it does happen at some points in this movie. It does. It yeah. does. Yeah, it's like it really does. Like, you know, when he's talking about the whole thing that he wants to retire and and then when his sister gets uh, 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 um, there's this big epic cameras revolving and 
Yeah, the Michael Bay shot. Yeah, the Michael Mm -hmm. Bay shot. Yeah. Marcus is on the phone and he's like, they got my system, man. Then they all they both just look around. Epic music and it's got like the revolving Michael Bay cameras and 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 you're just like, damn, why they do him like that? Why you get your system, man? Go get your system. You know what I'm saying? And it's like um, that kind of shot is being used even today. So it's like they that film, the film is quite ahead of its time. Yeah. You know, where, you know, you say 2003, I did, I, you could have said to me 2008, I, I would have been like, oh yeah, cool. Because I watched it and I, 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 there's no way, like I didn't see no, 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 no boot cuts, no big ass t-shirts. I didn't see no nineties <laughs> situations going on. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't see no, no jerseys. I just <laughs> No, it's set fashion trends going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Kango hats. Well, it's Sydney. Sid, that's her name. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union's character is Sid Sydney. But the other thing in that shot is, and this is the shot that's parodied in Hot Fuzz with Edgar Wright. It's like the shot that if you ever want to do an action comedy parody or even like reference it, it's when Martin Lawrence takes the phone. He's like, shit just got real. Like that yeah, moment. Just- that moment, and I had that, to say, I forgot the line. I forgot the line. That yeah. was when like, the penny dropped, and this is yeah. real now. Yeah, he was messing around before, you know, doing barbecues and <laughs> and telling you and all this. Remember, it's like you know, you 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 guys over there, you 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 know, I have to do a barbecue. I I I, I can give you guys that. You, you hey, guys, good one. Everything, everything I've seen, everything I've seen, every single movie I've seen, or anything, even reality TV, I look at the barbecue. Like, Damn, it's a nice barbecue, isn't it? Well, if you make it to L.A., me and Mark are neighbors and both of us yeah. have access to great barbecue equipment. I will make sure you get some brisket okay. with Let's potato it, salad. Like, come, come, come. We will get you fed. Mark, what about you? What's another favorite scene of yours? I have mine and I'm definitely going to talk about it because it still cracks me up and it cracked me up when I watched it again uh, the other night. But what about you? Well, because I look at these these movies like sporting events where I'm looking for great chemistry, I'm looking for a lot of scoring. But at the end of the day, somebody has the ball in their hands when the buzzer is about to sound and they have to hit the game winning shot. And so for this movie, it's when Mike has been taken hostage and it's Marcus, it's Martin Lawrence, who, again, the classic underdog and Martin plays and plays that character as well as anyone ever has hits the clutch shot. He yeah. nails Tapia in the head. He falls back and he saves his partner's life. And then yeah. and then we get to have that celebratory barbecue right afterwards. But it's because yeah. Martin Lawrence came through. And it was kind of an interesting play at that time because, again, Martin Lawrence was a known commodity. He was a very funny comic who's been in some hit movies. But Will Smith was Mr. Fourth of July. He was the biggest box office star in the world. So you'd, you would just think that he's going to be the one who saves the day at the end. But no, he was the one hooking up with Martin's little sister in the movie. <laughs> and it's yeah. Martin who has to save him. And so it's just such a cool sort of surprise, ironic twist in that movie as to yeah. whose partner is saving whose mm-hmm. life at the end of the day. I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, um, that's what makes this makes great movies, though, where they just like, you know, they don't go for the the, the cliched, um, overused um, narrative. They, they break that narrative and they're like, oh, you're like, ah, I ain't going to watch the, the rest of this movie. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was in the cinema the other day. I'm not going to say what, I can't remember what film uh, I was watching. And I was with um, um, one of my friends. And I was like, this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And then that's, that guy is going to go again. <laughs> and then he done it. Yeah. And then 
he was watching the film and he was just looking at me because I had told him the whole film and he was convinced that I had watched the film already. And I was like, no, the film came out today. Like, <laughs> how can I watch the work? No, he's like, yeah, but you're an actor, man. You you get you get you get inside knowledge. Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you know so, but I just know, you know, uh, 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 plot lines that have just been rinsed, recycled, um, yeah. And it's all, we're always looking for something like, oh, what's going to be different? Do you know what I'm saying? And films like Bad Boys Two um, were different, where you're like, oh my god. The, the the underdog, the guy that's 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 been that can't get it up, you know, he's why he's got to take viagra pills and and whatnot, and and he's the one that saved the day. Yeah, that's nice. You know, he's he he needed a win. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So and, it's like, and he got yeah. a win in the first one too with the car. Where mm-hmm. he was just like, he started, like, the, what, I don't want to go back to Bad Boys 1 too much, but literally the scene when Martin Lawrence is finally driving right, and he's just like, and he's just like, you have a right to remain silent. He's like, what are you doing? Just getting it out the way. That is some stuff right there. Like, that is like trailer yeah. moment. He's here yeah. for all of us who've always wanted to get behind the wheel of a high-powered sports yes. car, but we don't mm-hmm. have the police authority to do it. So <laughs> he is all of, Will Smith is who we all would want to be if we were creating ourselves from scratch, but Martin yeah. Lawrence is the attainable person that we think we could be that guy at some point in our existence. That's it. That's yeah. it. We all want to be Will Smith, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But we all are Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true no, 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 I ain't going on there. What are you talking about? I'm not even Martin Lawrence. I'm the captain. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Why is everyone making me lose my mind and my hair and my sanity? I am the captain. I'm like legitimate. I know you're the captain on Ted Lasso, but in this movie, I'm Joey Pants. I'm literally just like, what idiocracy am I surrounded by? Yeah, but you know, like playing the captain, um, I kind of sympathize with the captain now, you know. You know, I'm like, there's a lot of responsibility, and you got these cowboys literally rolling around your city <laughs> and just like they can't. Okay, you caught one guy, but now I've got to uh, put out 20 fires. Got to take that car from outside uh, or, or off that road. I got, I got, you know, 20 millions worth of, uh, of of city damage. You know, just to catch one little tiny drug dealer. You know. Yeah. You know, when in the end, when they get the, the big guy, cool. But if they didn't get the big guy, the captain's got every right yeah. to pull his hair out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're still probably mad. It is something you got to point out because the city of Miami, the poor city of Miami in this movie, there are films where cities have just been completely decimated. I think of Transformers. I think it's Transformers 3, where downtown Chicago just gets annihilated. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a movie that has more destruction than Miami in Bad Boys 2. I mean, if you're comparing destruction levels from alien robots <laughs> to two human detectives, <laughs> I mean, they're doing they're doing some they're doing some serious overtime here. You know, <laughs> gigantic alien robots that turn into vehicles, yeah, that shoot grenades out of their eyes, yeah. <laughs> and this is Marcus two dudes. Mike, yeah, Just two dudes. Mike, yeah. With with, with well adjusted with not not as well adjusted as they should be police officers. Mark, I forgot to ask you, where did you see it? 
Um, because I'm curious, where did you first see Bad Boys Two? If you can remember, it was here, I, I guess. It, it was in L.A. It was at uh, I think it was at the uh, the Grove. Um, in a, which which to this day I still say had the best popcorn in all of Los Angeles and maybe the world. The best popcorn I've ever tasted was at the Grove. Uh, it's so sweet. Uh, no, it, we well, don't do that here. Salty. Well, yeah. th- there's some places that do the sweet kettle corn, but if I'm watching an action movie, I want it to be salty, a little hint of buttery. <laughs> and like, but that's the problem is that you watch a movie like Bad Boys and particularly when you see somebody like Mike on the big screen, Will Smith's character, and he's got his shirt off because again, he's Will Smith. He should be taking his shirt off. You're watching somebody in peak physical condition with the abs exactly the way you've always dreamed you would have, but you're in the theater eating popcorn with extra <laughs> butter on it, basically guaranteeing guaranteeing that you're never going to look like yeah <laughs> yeah you just look down at your popcorn and you're like oh, this is never gonna and, happen and all the kernels have fallen out of the bucket and they're not they're now resting on the top of your little beer belly and you can pick them yeah. up and eat them <laughs> it's not good you brought up a good go ahead no i was gonna say you brought up a good point with the popcorn though yeah. uk has this on lock it is something i want to franchise out to america they have yeah. make your own popcorn it's like salty sweet, like where you can like do the difference between the two together at the mm. movie theater. And we don't do that. We don't put butter on our popcorn. That's that's insane. Um, I don't know who, who <laughs> which, which criminal <laughs> put butter on popcorn because I'm just like, okay, okay, popcorn is not good for you. Right. How can I make this even worse? <laughs> No, how can how can I make myself have a heart attack? Yeah, that's what we call Americanizing. Yeah, I mean we chicken fry chicken that- things. We chicken fry things that don't need to be chicken fried, like steak. We fry Oreos and Twinkies over here. Butter yeah, is know, low. We do, we do that though. We do that though. But we don't do that in the cities where people are are, are sane and you know live normal lives. If the, the further you go out, you go into the little middle part of England. You know, where no, that nobody talks about, you know, the Midlands. You know, they got, they're famous for their uh, deep fried Mars bars. Wow. And, and yeah, oh. uh, unfortunately. And they, they, it's the places that they sell them as well. It's like, they sell them in the fish and chip shops. So, you know, where they're putting them in the, in the same batter that they're putting in the fish. Hey. I'm yeah. like, hold on a second now. Now it's contamination. This is cross contamination over here. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, everyone's going to talk about cross-contamination now that COVID's been around, but, you know, it's been around for a while. Like, <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, it's always been there, you know. And it's, it's just arrived in 2020, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> am I, am um, I wrong for thinking yeah. that there, there should be a Bad Boys movie that takes place in England where it's just Mike and Marcus trying to figure out the the British customs as opposed to what they're used to? There's got to be some sort of international that, thing. That movie would be, like, five hours long. <laughs> I would pay to see every second of it. The real crossover that you want to have, because because talking about the barbecue that we get to see in here, I know that the first Fast and Furious movie had come out prior to the Bad Boys sequel, mm-hmm. but I feel oh like Fast and Furious took some cues from the Bad Boys franchise. So why can't we get Mike and Marcus into Fast and Furious? No, they've gone left, yeah. And then they've, they've just gone, they are now, I, I, I don't, Vin Diesel is a part of the the, the Marvel universe. He's MCU. Yeah, he is an Avenger. Yeah, you know, I saw I saw the the the, the latest one. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but they went to space. They yeah. literally took a rocket. Yeah. yeah, and then and then and then I was thinking back to the first one when they were selling pirate pirate DVDs, and I was like, <laughs> wow, 
these guys are really, you know, come up in the world, you know. <laughs> I mean, they've got rockets now. Yeah. You know, how did you get how did you go from selling pirate DVDs to rockets? I don't I don't understand. I don't I'm not some I'm not I'm not, I'm not like a, a academic or anything now, but I'm not a mathematician. But if I did the math, you know, I'm thinking to myself, hold on a second now. <laughs> I don't want to so when when did they when they hit a lick? When did they when did they when did they when did they get up like so much where they're, they're, they're like they're like able to I just, I just in one of them um um the rock is holding a truck mm-hmm. and holding a chain and the chain is attached to a helicopter <laughs> and he's like Rrr! and I'm thinking to myself, you're holding a helicopter and a truck. And then he's in the hospital and he's like in casts and that. And he sees something, he's like, those are my friends. He flexes his way out of a cast. Yeah. Yes. That is some super soldier stuff right there. Like, yeah. Then, I, then, I, yeah. Now then, then from that, you know, from that, from then on, I said to myself, this movie's gone left. <laughs> gone left, man. I don't understand. This is a joke. This is, something is going, this has got to be, it's got to be a comedy. It is. It's an interesting point you get to with those movies, too. For me, it was in one of the ones where The Rock is driving on a glacier and there's a torpedo and he opens the car door and just gently nudges the torpedo out of the way where I'm like, it's some because I love action movies. But at some point, the action gets so ridiculous that I, I it takes away some of the enjoyment for me. There's another one in there. You know, when they're driving on the the runway, how long are they on that runway? For like 30 minutes. Runways aren't that long. Yeah, I saw, no, saw um, I saw a, a, a meme, yeah, and it was just a map of the world, yeah, and then like a red line going across it, and it's like, what's the Jewish runway? <laughs> <laughs> from Africa, from Africa to Russia, yeah, they drove, they drove. I was that was half, an, that was a good half an hour. You know where the the the, the Asian actor and 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 the French um, um, woman, they they they're on the car, and and, and Vin Diesel's there, and there's cars in the little the. the the plane that carries uh, cargo cars. plane, like cargo, cargo plane. plane, yeah. Yes, and it's going and it's massive, and and they're on that runway for a third of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun, and it's thrilling. Hey, but- listen, the carburetors, it's it's carburetors, not capes. I will go ahead and do this little name drop because they are very aware of how silly it is because I did the press conference for the very last one, Fast 9, like where they had like Michelle and Vin and John Cena. And I told them, I was like, look, sorry to the physicists out there that have problems with this, but this is this is superheroes with carburetors, not capes. Like y'all, y'all have, should have been dead. And they were completely in yeah. agreement. So they Don't know. Well, let's talk about Vin Diesel's tank top for one second. <laughs> before we go back to Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, just before we go back to Bad Boys, I need to make one point about this. My brother made it the other day. He goes, yo, this guy's been rolling around, fighting people, going in space and that. I ain't seen him change once and his tank top's still wet. <laughs> Where can I get this tank top? Because I need it in my life. I wear a white T-shirt for five minutes and I look down, and I'm like, what, 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 what did I eat ketchup? I don't even like ketchup. Why is this red? Oh, you yeah. Know, is that yeah. blood? <laughs> did someone just bleed on me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm getting food stains on that tank top within the first five minutes. It's, it's some sort of moisture-wicking fabric that he has had for the last nine movies where he just does not drip through that 
But again, I got to go back to the way Will Smith pulls off the tank top. I'll take that that over Vin (laughs) Diesel because that's my perfect level of bonanza action extravaganza without going over the top is what Michael Bay brings to the good Michael Bay movies like the first Bad Boys, The Rock and Armageddon. 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 And then but but that's also sort of the reason why I think Bad Boys 2 is so low in the tomato meters, because if you look at 2003, Michael Bay is coming off of movies like Armageddon and Pearl, Pearl Harbor, Harbor, which were not critical darlings. And I think that by that time, people just kind of put Michael Bay into a box, which he put himself into by making these kind of movies. But I, I think sometimes the fun factor is underrated. Look at these movies now. Look at Armageddon and Pearl Harbor. Look, look how much they're, they're like cult classics now. True mm-hmm. that. You know, because I, I watch Armageddon and, and Paul Harbour and anytime I want to have a good old cry. Yeah. <laughs> you will cry. Josh Hartnett, uh, spoiler alert, 20 years later, damn near, but Josh Hartnett dies and I cried with mm-hmm. every inch of my teenage girl soul because <laughs> I loved him since the faculty. Real quick, though, I did want to talk about this one scene because I referenced it when Mark was doing the synopsis and we do have to get you out of here, sir, because you are a busy man. I, I'm sure y'all are like, minutes away from filming uh, season three, or I don't even know where y'all are in it right now, but the shooting of the rats by Hector, the drug lord. (laughs) This is the thing, like some of the jokes, like I still giggled when, you know, Martin Lawrence opened the door and there's still funny moments when they bust out of the KKK costumes. Yeah, 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 I giggled. I legitimately was rolling laughing to where someone who's at the house with me comes in the room. He's like, what is wrong with you? I thought you were crying. And I'm like, I kind of am because I'm crying (laughs) laughing because this drug lord has all this money like like in his like basement or wherever he's at. I think. uh, Yeah. And and the rats are eating it. And so he's literally shooting the rats to try and get them to stop eating the money. Oh, my God. Fucking Ratones, eating my fucking money. Carlos, this is a stupid fucking problem to have. But it is a problem, nonetheless. Rat fuckers. Apparently, apparently that's a reference to uh, what Pablo Escobar used to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause like- apparently that he generally used to have a rat problem when he used to eat his money. <laughs> that generally used to happen. It's, 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 in, it's in his book, apparently. That literally happened. Oh, I love it. You know you're doing well when rats are eating your bank. You know, seriously. You know you have too much money when when rats when rodents are literally chewing away your retirement. That's too much cash around the house. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) That's not pay. No. We did talk a little bit about it, but it's so interesting to see the trajectory of these movies because. The first one made about $140 million. It was like 42, I think, on the tomato meter. The second one made almost $250 million, really low on the tomato meter. But Bad Boys for Life was the number one movie at the box office for the year that the pandemic kicked off Mm -hmm. because it was during that early point before theater shut down. So it ended up being the number one movie for the year. And it's grossed more than all of the other ones combined. And it's the only bad boys to be certified fresh on the tomato meter. So it is one of the few instances, arguably in every way that you could say that the last one was the best one. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. some people may quibble with that, but like literally critically box office, the audience score is also very, very high. I, I don't know. 
well, that's a given because um, everybody loved the the, the two uh, bad boys before, and and everybody was everybody's crying out for them. You know, the the early two thousand the nineties kind of style of movie where you're like, when movies used to be good <clears throat> before, like you know, all the CGI and you know all of the special effects and whatever, just straight up like storytelling and your favorite characters. Yeah, you know. So that was always going to do well, you know. What I mean, if they if they brought a, a, a sequel to you know Friday, you know Friday with Chris Christopher, yeah, 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 you know, you know, if they brought Ice Cube and that, that would generate massive. It's just all these cult movies that if they were to do like a, another another sequel, it would just do well with time. And the, the certified fresh part, I think it was. I think because they, they knew they messed up, yeah. <laughs> and you know now now they can't take it back. So now they're like it's honorary. Okay, we're honorary. Make it make it fresh. You know, otherwise people would just look at the website and be like, oh, the the, the rotten tomorrows, uh, uh, and then be like, you know, I don't really believe them. <laughs> it is hey, pretty um, crazy because in, crazy. in sports, in in soccer or in in American football, basketball, they give out the award for the most improved player each year. Yeah. And I think that that's what Bad Boys for Life is because it improved upon the tomato meter score so much. I don't think you can name another franchise where the first two movies are rotten and then the third one gets it's to fresh. be certified fresh. So that is an achievement in amongst itself. And then speaking of soccer, can I call it soccer in your presence or is do you not acknowledge the term soccer? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not approved. I'm not approved. You call it whatever you, you like. Okay. 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 Appreciate because, you for that. Because Ted Lasso is an American football coach who goes over to your side of the pond to coach what he calls soccer, what everybody else calls just calls football. football. <laughs> Hates I mean, tea. Some guys, some guys uh, um, would not allow um, that. You, I would, you would not yeah. I would soccer. never drop that. If I was in your if I was in your town, I would never drop the soccer term. I would just no, say no, football no. and I would be I'd be a traitor in my own country, but I could live with myself. That's fine. I'd, I'd give you a look. I'd give you a look like read the room. <laughs> <laughs> read the room. I love it. Well, also really quick before you get out of here, um, season two of Ted Lasso. I mean, I really think with so many cool and different and interesting places. And before we talk about Rotten Tomatoes, let's be let's be real. Y'all y'all are doing quite quite well, both in audience and critical score. Yep. I mean, everyone, y'all just swept the Emmys. I was there that night and I spoke to Jason. I spoke to Hannah, spoke to Brett, who all looked just as happy and stoked about winning those Emmys as they did when you guys are in the championship game. It was just so cool to watch that. But what yeah. can you tell us? Where are you guys at in season three? Do you have a shooting date? Do you know when you guys are going to get there? Right right now, um, the uh, word on the street, the word on the street um, is, is, uh, is um, we're, we're looking at, you know, end of jam. Okay. Um, I think they're trying to park it, you know, for an opening or the same time as season two. Mm. But, you know, you, you, you can't be sure with these things, you know, they could just change their mind. But that, but at the moment, that's what I am hearing. So have when, you heard any, oh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, no, I was just curious about the physical, the physicality of a role where you, where you have to play someone who is, obviously you have to be a good actor, but then you also have to have game out on the pitch. So is, is that part of the audition process is actually like being on a, on a field or, or is, is it like, hey, this is a video of me and proving that I can that I know my way around a soccer field. What's that 
Oh, you have to be good. Yeah, you, they, they, one of the stipulations of uh, the role was you have to um, be good at football. Oh, wow. In order for it to be, you know, believable, um, even down to the, the essays, uh, so the extras uh, on the show, they are all um, semi-pro. Wow. That's awesome. Because there's yeah, so many so, movies we've seen where where it's like it, the, the actor could be fantastic, but that's not how you swing a baseball bat. No. That's not how you throw a football. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know, what I mean, in order for 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 uh, the show to be believable, um, uh, in in all the different communities, you know, even the sports community, you know, where people will be looking, you know, oh, yeah. okay, playing playing a footballer, but can they play football? And just by the first touch, some people. Who are who actually play football and pro like like I used to do? They'd be like, he doesn't play football. You know what I mean, because this is a way. It's a way of touching the ball, and there's a way of passing, and there's a way of shooting that people that haven't played football would never know how to do this. They'd, it, would, it would just look weird them kicking the ball. Is have you not noticed when some people are kicking the ball? You look, they're like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> who watches a movie because I, I played intramural soccer in college so i had fun with it but i i'm that guy it doesn't matter what the sport is i can tell if you've played or not i can tell if you actually have game and it, yeah, it's just yeah. such a suspension of like again i can handle the rock pushing a torpedo out of the way on a glacier i can't handle somebody who clearly's never thrown a football before playing quarterback i cannot do it oh, yeah. i will oh. leave the theater yeah oh, hey that's fair that's fair. Well, speaking of that, who has the best ball skills on the on the team? Like, am I, am I removing myself? I, I mean, you absolutely can, and and I would say that you can put yourself number one. I would barely be able to tell. Like, if you said you were number one, I'd be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's different positions, you see, so it's it's hard to compare. You know, um, there is um, one who used to play professionally. In Switzerland, who is um, Mo Hashim, who plays bumper catch. Oh wow! Mm. Okay. Wow, he is the best um, on the team. I I will keep an eye out for that. I will say my entire um, knowledge of European Premier League and anything like that comes from mostly books and television. I've read Nick Hornby's book Fever Pitch, so I feel like I understand yeah. <laughs> a little bit. In that respect, <laughs> and then like TV, like so when there's like a show, and I'll be very excited for this next season of Ted Lasso. I just read that you guys made a deal with the Premier League to where you guys will actually be able to use their footage in season three, which I think is just going to oh, add cool. to make the show even even better. So yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, it's hard, hard to it's hard to to please you you fans now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's getting hard. It's getting hard. You, you guys have got expectations now. Before there was no expectation, so it's like we can just do what we want. <laughs> but now they're like, you better be good. That's true. It's in, cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like you know, winning all the, what, these awards and and whatnot. But then that comes with. Uh, 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 no, heavy, heavy, the head that wears the crown. Yeah, you yeah. Keep, not, keep raising the bar, and yeah, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes the bar is the bar is out of reach. <laughs> you, <laughs> you sound like a coach that just won a championship. Like you literally <laughs> do, and you literally, you're. I feel you very like Brad Pitt and Moneyball right now. Like, man, this is just not. I love that film, yeah, man. It's a good one. Anyway, 
Um, we do have to get you out of here, Cola. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. It was so much fun. Please let folks know where they can find you. Anything that you want to shout out for folks to keep a lookout before we get you out of here? Uh, just just uh, Instagram and, and Twitter, Cola Bikini, um, at Cola Bikini, both of them. Yeah, that's my socials. That's all, that's all I've got. All right, and next so. time you come over yeah. here, next time you're in the States, let us take you yeah. to a movie theater and we'll try some popcorn with butter. And I, I think you're going to oh. be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but what do you do with your hands off? It's, it's, it's sticky. Yeah. See, okay, okay. he yep. can take you on the butter route, but I'm from Texas and I will show you how we do jalapeno popcorn, which is where you take the jalapenos from the nachos, you put it in the popcorn, you shake it up and you make spicy popcorn. Okay, both of you are insane. <laughs> I, just, I appreciate I, the it. Butter route, the butter route. I don't want to go on the butter route. Yeah, but don't go on the butter route. Go on the jalapeno or the hot sauce route. I'm telling you. I might, that might come back to haunt me later. No, it's good. It's good. I think we anyway. all agree that a deep fried Mars bar is the best treat oh, in the world. So. I'm going to take him to the Texas State Fair where they have deep fried so many things. Deep fried butter. Deep fried butter is actually yep. one of the things at the Texas State Fair, as well as deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Deep <laughs> fried like pickles. <laughs> we like things fried. Like this is legitimately the Texas State Fair is known for it. A sandwich and you deep fry it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You wonder why your country. Right? <laughs> no, we don't. We do not wonder. We, we, we know why. <laughs> we know why. We absolutely know wow. why. We know okay, why. Anyway. Uh, thank you again. <laughs> thank you again. Right, We're yeah. going to see you next see you time. Later. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure been as a well. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. That was such fun, Mark. Seriously, though. It was jolly good fun. And <laughs> that's why, I mean, again, I, I do want to go over to England at some point to do stand-up and meet all the fans yeah. over there. But it is just funny how we just have similar traditions. We like eating popcorn at movies, but how different that could be because if you're just listening the 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 way that cola was reacting to butter and pretty much how much we put oh on everything God. again there's a reason why i don't look like will smith and i don't have his <laughs> midsection and it's probably because butter on popcorn at movies but i'm not changing because it's just too delicious hey i'm not changing either although i will say he did partially fall out when i mentioned jalapenos and hot sauce but hey if you are jalapenos on popcorn or a hot sauce on popcorn person, please let us know in the mailbag <laughs> because I feel like there's going to be half of y'all ready to come for me. This is going to be a very pineapple on pizza <laughs> debate. I know it's going to be that way, but I'm I'm ready to open up the floodgates of opinion. And of course, you can do that by emailing us at rtiswrong at Rotten Tomatoes. Of course, wherever you're listening to us, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends. And if you have a film that you want to recommend to us, you can do that as well. But I'm serious. I want only popcorn talk for the next week or so. Just kidding. Because next week, um, we also have a very, I think, film that is also parodied in Hot Fuzz. Is that correct, Mark? I, there's a lot of action movies lampooned in that Simon Pegg classic, and this one is right at the top of the list when it comes to all-time great actioners, at least in my humble opinion, and apparently in our special guest opinion. We're talking about Point Break, and it's a shame I even have to say this, but yes, the original Point Break from 1991, and our special guest 
is going to be none other than one of the hosts of Good Morning Football and Frogger's host, Kyle Brandt, is joining the show. And so all those times when you've listened to RT is Wrong and Jack and I open talking about our football teams, Kyle Brandt is going to be on the same level. And he gets to, well, <laughs> we know which team is probably going to the playoffs out of Jacqueline and I's, but Kyle's going to give us the lowdown and we're going to celebrate the greatness that is Point Break. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on Point Break, Jacqueline. I mean, I think they may surprise you, but I just want to add to everyone, this was directed by Catherine Bigelow yeah? before she divorced James Cameron and then beat him at the Oscars, which if there is ever a petty shade in the world, it is his face in that moment. That's all for us this week, folks. Uh, you can tune to us next week and we'll check you next time on Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Believe. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.